0: has Ukraine stopped Russia's advances north of Bachmet? And what exactly is their strategy going forward to punish Russian forces? I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It is January 9th, 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get right into it. First off, when we look at the control map, we can see that the only real changes have been outside of Bachmet. Now, from south to north, we are seeing that Russian forces uh, have indeed made some limited advances in Opdine, and they have actually seized this set of city blocks here. Now, we've seen at least three other times Russian forces have seized these uh, blocks here and been pushed back by Ukrainian forces. However, This, I think, may be slightly different simply because this is not a salient. Before, they would push through, seize literally just these two blocks, and then be pushed out. Uh, But as we've talked about in this channel, salients don't persist for long. And in this case, this is actually connected to a larger line of contact, and you guys can see that... It reports that Russian forces control a number of these blocks running north to south as part of a single defensive line. This means that it's going to be harder for Ukrainian forces to dislodge them, right? As they push east, right? They are exposed to Russian fire from the south. It's going to be a much harder nut to crack. Um as we've talked about, this entire battle of Bachman is about making the Russians pay a high price for a not very operationally valuable area. I know the commenters are going to come in and they're going to tell me that it's because Prigozhin wants a salt mine. But trust me, guys, I'm here to tell you, salt doesn't you can't turn salt into bullets, you can't turn salt into tanks, it doesn't have military value. And that is the immediate concern here. Uh, Though certainly we all know that a Russian oligarch won't ever uh, turn away an opportunity to get rich. But what we can what we so what I would expect is for Russia to probably hold this little salient here persistently. And as we know, that even if ukraine decides to fight a run a fighting withdrawal this north south river here is going to be its own choke point and it's going to be as hard for the russians to dislodge and cross as it was for the russians to cross this canal here uh this whole battle, again, is about getting casual, inflicting casualties on Russian forces. And the Russians have said the same thing, that their goal in bakhmut is to inflict casualties on Ukrainian forces. The key difference is Ukrainians are on the defensive. And so when they choose to fight or withdraw from an area, you have to bear in mind that preserving combat power is essential to Ukraine achieving its goals in bakhmut right? And it, holding bakhmut is only of secondary importance to inflicting the maximum casualties on Russians while minimizing the casualties on the Ukrainian side. So you guys can see here, of course, Russia has continued to advance, taking portions of this wood line here. Um, also, interestingly, they see they have seized, according to this, about half of Pidharodne. Um, All this indicates that there's greater and greater pressure being put on defenders. Uh, in the northern portion of Bakhmut, you can see here in Solidar. Right, Russian forces have still been unable to seize this rail line, um, but they are trying to push from both the east and from the north, putting lots of pressure on Solidar in the hopes that they will be able to use it to flip Blahodatne uh, and Krasna Hora. When we look at the Uh, combat map, you guys can see a little bit deeper into this strategy. You can see here, they don't actually have Pirharodne as having uh, been taken under Russian control yet. Uh, They also don't have this set of city blocks here as being Russian controlled, but it does depict a series of attacks happening uh, in Optine, uh, near the city blocks in the east, and near Pirharodne. So, I think it's fair to say that the control map is probably more accurate at this time. You guys can also see, interestingly, that Russian forces are listed as being very near Krasnohora. This is interesting because as you can see from the terrain uh the russians control very open terrain that's really difficult to establish covered and concealed positions in, contra- in contrast krasnohora is somewhat urbanized somewhat developed with woodlands and buildings that are currently under ukrainian control this can be a really strong defensive position for ukraine um, and it's going to be really hard for russians to cross all this open ground and take some of this more defensible territory from ukrainian forces Um, as we've seen russians just have a really hard time um, with their current infantry tactics of crossing these sort of open ground without taking tremendous casualties um you can see here again, there's Solidar. What's interestingly is that interesting is that this map doesn't even have Yakulivka assessed as being under Russian control, even though the other territorial map shows that Russians actually control the fields to the north of Solidar. So I I hope this is giving you guys a little bit of an understanding of just how how um Dynamic the battlefield is right now uh when we look at for example war mapper he also assesses some control of peter but doesn't assess control of the eastern city blocks um and only recently assessed russian control of optine uh we actually let's see if we can find sometimes he will drop uh, a map of the solidar region um, but it doesn't look like that's happened um Yeah, the latest is from two days ago. Uh, But what's interesting is that they're reporting that there's no significant changes as of midnight uh, tonight. So what is the bigger picture here? And I want to point this out because I think it's really important that Russian troops, right, they are, of course, have want to take Bachmet for morale reasons. Ukrainian forces have acknowledged publicly that they don't really see the significant strategic value of Bachmet and that they are trying simply to maximize Russian casualties. So I, while losing territory is not good news for Ukrainian forces, I think we should think about it more like Lusitchansk. If you guys remember, Russian forces took Severodonetsk and were beginning to encircle Lusitchansk. Ukrainian Ministry of Defense made the call to withdraw their troops from Lusitchansk to avoid them being surrounded and uh, losing all those troops and material. Those same troops, months later, were used in the Kharkiv offensive, where as you guys can see, they liberated many times more territory than Lusitchansk had. So, When we talk about preserving combat power, you can see that it's oftentimes the better call to force uh, your enemy to expend a lot of resources, take a lot of casualties, while you yourself engage them only in ways that are strategic. And while Bachman is a brutal battlefield, we should recognize that Ukrainians' Ministry of Defense is trying to make this calculus on a day-by-day, week-by-week basis of when is it worth it to continue to fight and when is it worth it to strategically withdraw, um, setting up better, improved defensive positions where they can continue to inflict significant casualties on Russian forces. Uh, it, it could also be possible, although this is this is a a strategy that would be so bold that i would uh be shocked if a modern military could actually get it approved but it's possible that by granting russia a level of victory by granting them a level of advances, they are actually baiting Russian forces to double and triple down on Bakhmut, diverting potential troops away from other locations where Ukraine may hope to uh, launch other offensive operations, and where... uh, and simply drawing more Russian troops into a meat grinder. We've talked about the fact that Russia almost appeared to have given up taking Bakhmut city itself, and it's possible that maybe this is actually a deception effort in order to continue to pull overly enthused russian troops into uh ambushes functionally uh in places like blahodatne and solidar i sort of doubt it it's hard it's really hard to do an ambush with a 200 person company it is virtually impossible to stage an ambush like this um especially something that involves this much baiting. Um, in when you're talking about tens of thousands of troops but it could accidentally work out that way anyway russians could extend overextend advance too quickly for their already damaged supply lines and quickly find that despite taking more territory they are taking exponentially more casualties i think actually that's probably ukraine's best strategy is to if the russians want to advance let them advance as you've seen here the territory they've taken has been largely low value stretch them thin and then absolutely hammer them uh, with superior defensive positions and superior firepower it's possible. We will be curious to see how this all shakes out. Of course, guys, if you want access to the uncensored combat video breakdowns, you know the viral ones I'm talking about. Um we had ones this week from the Azov battalion uh POV helmet cam footage. We had a tank g- going hard into Russian trenches from point blank range. Uh it was some wild stuff and uh, if you want to check it out, you want to sign up for the Patreon. Link is down below. But thanks, of course, to my lieutenant tier patrons. You guys are the real chads of this whole thing. Um, I'll see you guys in the next one.